we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the Beast. How you doing, Nesbitt? We're doing good. Fantastic. Brave New World, yeah. episode two. Episode three. Episode three. Is it episode three? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, we only got through the Wicker Man. <laughs> that's yeah, why that's you why think I we only was, did oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did. Yeah, yeah we did too. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Listen, they take a, they take a while now. They take a while. Got to, <laughs> got to do it right. Yeah. You know? There's no point in wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, album yeah. over. <laughs> you know? We, we like to take our time. Uh, yeah. This is, a, this is a tantric album review here. <laughs> Let's get into a beer before I get we'll in trouble. We'll get into a beer, and then we'll get right yeah. into uh, tracks. Right on. Yeah. Let's do it. What's this here? This is the Kitty Vitty Half Nelson. This is a sour lager. Right. Sour lager. Half Nelson. It's got a cool label, too. It's got a very metal. It's like a black It's a can. skull, and its beer is made yeah. out of hops. I should get a picture put this one on <laughs> Facebook. All right. Let's hit it. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. All right. Man, we've been hitting the sour beers pretty hard lately. We to be have. Honest. It's been, gonna... It seems like every second beer we've done is like a sour. Yeah, it's it's funny how we go on these trends, isn't it? Mmm. Wow, that's nice. That's mm. good. That's very good. Yeah, I'm a hit or miss on my sours a lot. This one's like, this I, one's really good. I really like sours. I do, I, but I'm hit or miss. This. I've had some that I don't like at all. Yeah, why? Uh, I don't like cherry sours. Why is that? I don't know. There's something about them I just don't like. Um, what are we doing here today? We're getting into Ghost of the Navigator. We'll go right into Ghost of the Navigator. Oh, my God. Go bang right into it. Man, I got a little take on this album I want to share first because as I've listened to it so much now and I'm just, you know, it's always been one of my favorites, but I've got that new perspective on it as kind of all of them coming back together. Now, I know that's that's pretty obvious, but when you spend as much time in, in Maiden as we do, you're always in the weeds. When yep. you step back and you go, wow, this is actually the album. Uh, where they all got back together and 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 all that, you know, and it, all the artwork, everything, it just it fits together with that theme of them coming back together. It's like a reunion, right? Even the 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 pictures in the disc. I feel like in a lot of ways, this album is in some ways the most maidenly. It's like they came together and were like, "What defines maiden?" And like they just totally leaned in. Like, yeah, even, that's true. Yeah, they, they have like a lot of epics. They have epics. This is kind of where they kind of defined that whole thing where we're gonna have like some rockers at the beginning, yeah. and then you know what I mean. There's religious, there's like war references, there's, you know, the navigator. It's kind of like a throwback to ancient mar- mar- yeah. almost. Yeah, it is in a sense, yeah. right? You know, anyway, I, I just feel like as I look through this, this is very, very stereotypical Maiden, right? After a period where in the 90s where they were trying different stuff. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think they're back to being Maiden again mm. after like the two Blaze albums, you know, No Prayer, Fear yeah. the Dark, where they kind of were, yeah, you're right, experimenting and just kind of trying new things. Yeah, and they're like, okay, we tried all that stuff. <laughs> Didn't Maybe work. we'll keep a little bit of it, but like, we're going right back to like what makes us mean. We're going right back. Yeah, Ghost of the Navigator, pretty cool. Like we said, kind of a flashback. Yeah, to Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Yes, and uh, similar in lyrics to the Talisman, which is one of my favorite Maiden songs. Mm-hmm. And the credits are Yannick Dickinson and Harris. Yeah, which is interesting. So, uh, yeah, I think it's written around a Yannick riff. Um, it's funny because we we're talking about Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. I have a quote here from Bruce, and he says, uh, So many people have asked whether the song has to do with the rhyme of the ancient mariner. It never occurred to me in a million years. This is a riff that Yannick had, and when I listened to the riff, I just got a big picture of boats, storm seas, a journey, a quest. Mm. So. Interesting. Uh, I think this is the riff that he, you know, was talking about. This is the riff that Yannick came up with that reminded him of, you know, boats on a sea. 
that that's not boat on a seat of me. I could just imagine Yannick being like, because they they'd had their experience together before, yeah. and then uh, just being like, "Hey, Bruce, I got this riff. You're gonna love it." And he's playing it for him, and then Bruce is like, "Oh my God, that's like a ship on a sea." And Yannick was thinking like, "No, that's like a diving fighter plane," <laughs> you know. But he's like, "Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, totally on the sea. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know. I can see it. it does have kind of an epic feel to it though. That riff. Oh, it does. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, you, you expect Bruce to go right away. <gasps> Now we've done enough airplane battles. Almost like a the immigrant song kind of uh, mm. vibe. You yeah, know what I mean? a definitely. Feeling to it, mm. which is funny because I got another quote from Bruce Dickinson. He says the drum track has that big smashing bonzo type feel to it. So there's mm. a bit of Zeppelin element coming in on that track. Oh, cool. So yeah, now Nico, you can hear when the drums come in. Nico is really like pounding the drums. It is cool. He's really pounding. Yeah. It's like, you know, John Bonham pounding. Just hammering it. it. Has a, yeah, he's yeah. just going for it. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, especially coming off of Virtual 11, where <laughs> Nico's drumming was basically just kind of like keeping time, like a metronome. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There was very little yeah. expression. He's playing with brushes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, he was pretty much going through it. It sounded like he yeah. was like on autopilot for oh, Virtual yeah. 11. He, he was doing it with one hand. He was texting Bruce with the other. <laughs> In 2000? <laughs> or in nineteen? Yeah, he had, he had an advanced uh, <laughs> European Nokia texting machine. It was a little text text spewer. Go along with this. Um, but you can tell Nick, I was like, yeah. we didn't mention this, I don't think. On, I can't remember what we said on The Wicker Man. We talked yeah. for an hour with The Wicker Man. But I don't know if we talked about the, like, Nico, you know, he sounds enthusiastic. Again. He does. He's playing on this album. He does. Awesome. He's had a new lease on life. Yeah, kind yeah. of. He's in a bra- way. Brave new Nico. <laughs> Um, something else that Maiden often does is, you know when they tease the vocal melody with a guitar line? So they do that again in this song during the intro. That's a very cool intro. That's but that's the melody line from like the yeah. chorus later. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, they're just kind of teasing it, which I like. They did that a lot on the red and the black, which is yeah. another one of my favorite Maiden songs. Yeah, this song's got a great build up. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. all build up. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's got that intro, then the drums compounding in, then you're right into that riff. Yeah. And then the verses have a very cool, like vocal melody. Yeah. And there's a very cool pre-chorus with cool drumming. This is yeah a good example of Nico really bringing the drums up a level yeah. from the Virtual 11 drumming, um, which is kind of cool, the reason that we did Virtual 11 right before we did this album. Yeah. Because it's, I don't know, I think it was good timing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But I just love the timing and the drumming and the way it switches up yeah. right before the chorus comes in.
one thing about this song. Yep. That, well, this is not a criticism because, like, it's a tiny one because I love this song. It oh, just I love this ramps song up too. so awesome. Yeah. And I got to say, the lyrics are amazing. Like, yeah, they're for, very cool. For what it is, you know, Ghost and Navigator, it's, a, you know, it's, it's kind of that maiden camp, old school, you know, and, and the lyrics are just unreal. The one thing is when he, when he changes it up there, and there's so many times they switch the pace. With the whole Navigator theme, you f- it takes you back to Mariner and you think about storms and stuff, but it's not reflected in the lyrics. The lyrics are just kind of like a ramp up. But there's a, a couple of times where it's like the stuff changes up and you're just like, oh, this is awesome. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's like he's right on pace. There's no change in tone. You know what I mean? That, yeah. Because I love these lyrics. So I'm listening yeah. to them and I'm like, okay. But but I, you know, that's that's minor. You yeah. know, it's just it's funny how Bruce said like that. This reminds me of being at sea, and then like they, you know, whenever I mean, what was it? The, the yeah, and then Mariner, people ask him about that. the Mariner, and he's like, yeah. "It never occurred to me in a million never years." But I'm like, like, "Well, really? Like, even in you know, in a million years, it didn't occur to you that like I know. this is kind of a similar theme." Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You came right out and said it reminded you of like boats and storms on a quest. Yeah, like, but yeah. it's cool. It's and funny that you wouldn't yeah. think of that. It's, yeah, yeah. I just love the chorus in this when he hits. You know, I mm. I see the ghosts of navigators. Yeah. It's yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's really fun it. to sing along to. I love it. He, um, he leans right into it, and I get really pumped. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. The thing I like about the chorus, too, well, there's two choruses. There's, like, a first chorus and a second chorus. Yeah. Or else it's, like, one chorus with two parts. But I call it, like, a first chorus and a second chorus, and they're both, like, kind of different. Um, in the first chorus, when the drums change up, it kind of goes to this, like, stomp, hmm. and it just sounds really cool. The guitars are playing the chords from the main verse riff i don't know it's just so catchy mm. and very i don't know how to describe it it's one of those songs you just want to like scream out oh, when you're yeah. driving in the car you yeah. crank it up What I just you, love that feeling yeah. of the stomp of the drums. It's like, pfft, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's what do you, really cool. What do you picture when you when you think of, like I see the ghost of navigator? Do you picture like they're on a ship and there's like all these like skeletons in the water? Like, or how do you? Yeah, do you? I always picture like Bruce, you yeah. know, holding onto the, yeah, you know, whatever part of the ship, and like yeah. it's half stormy, fo- like foggy, low visibility, and he can yeah. see like in the in the mist, he can see like ghosts yeah. of navigator, and they're just lost. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And the sirens on the rocks. Yeah. beckoning me like just people are calling them into yeah. to crash and yeah. stuff yeah that's the way i picture it i I also think like there's there's you know all all these there's a confidence in it like there's all these you know skeletons and, and they're all lost and they're all trying to pull him to the same doom but he's not worried yeah and the ghosts yeah. of navigators yeah. that are lost yeah but he's kind of like he's staying the course that's right you know what i mean yeah makes sense it's cool yeah and you know, that part where it's like, take my hand. That's yeah. what I, okay, well, that's what I was talking about earlier, but like the second course. So that first course is like the, I see the ghosts of navigators, mm-hmm. they are lost. Yeah. The second part, the take my hand, mm-hmm. it has a really cool guitar line that like doubles the vocals under it. Yeah. Sometimes it's playing a harmony to what Bruce is singing, and sometimes it's just like complimentary like kind of melody. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure who's playing it on the album. Live, Yannick is playing it. If you look at like live concerts from this era, yeah, Yannick plays that guitar part. But it's cool. It like it's a callback to the melody that we heard in the intro, and this is where they bring it out again in the in the chorus. And it really did. I don't know. Just yeah. When they do stuff like that, I 
feel like it really makes the song tie together, like the parts of the song. Yeah. Because you get songs like On a Matter of Life and Death is the Legacy. Yeah. And that has multiple parts. Or what's another good example? Um, the Man Who Would Be King is another yeah. song where it's just parts, but the parts don't seem like they're connected. They're sewed together, yeah. We where this has that. multiple parts, but it's yeah. uh, this is a more well-crafted song where the parts kind of, they tie into each other and they call back to each other and stuff. Yeah, well, it's it's nearly seven minutes. And I don't think you could cut 20 seconds out of the song with a Oh, the song seems like right? three could, minutes. Yeah, I know. And and it's so fast and it's it's awesome. That's not fast, as in, but it just feels feels tight. Yeah. You couldn't cut anything out. Yeah. You know, there's just, nothing you could remove. I just love the way there's that no, all the riffs no and all the melodies. Yeah. Like, it's just awesome. Like, here's the chorus. And this is, mm. yeah, you can, this ties back to what you've already heard yeah. in the song. So when you hear this, it's like a, another new yeah. melody, a new chunk that's not like the rest of the song. Yeah. But it's not a shock because they've already kind of teased it with the melodies from before. That's what I was yeah. talking. That's what I was talking about when, like, Bruce is singing a melody, and the guitar is sometimes doing like a, yeah. a harmony, but sometimes it does something different, but just sounds really cool together. Absolutely. Yeah. You notice it there a little towards the end, and you notice when he leans into Ghost of Navigator in the in the at the beginning of the. There's still he's using a bit of that rasp. Yeah. There's, but he's using it perfectly. Like you barely notice it, but in, yeah. in this album, if anything, it's like the new Bruce, no rasp. Even he's got the longer carry than he had before. It's like he's the whole new yeah. new, well, new singer, like he in all the epics. But in this one, he pulls the rasp into a few of the things. But he's like, yeah, on this whole album, kind it's of. perfect. But the thing is, is when I was complaining yeah. about like the raspy Bruce, I'm always like, oh, yeah. it's the raspy singing Bruce yeah. on like No Prayer and sometimes on like Fear the Dark. But yeah. I'm like, it's not the rasp itself; it's the rasp at the expense of melody. Yeah, that's like, right. Like sometimes instead of singing, like here he's singing and putting a little bit yeah. of rasp on for feeling. Yeah. But on some of those songs, he just, it's almost like he just starts like rasping. Yeah. The rasp is kind of like, ah, instead of singing. Yeah. But and that's what bugs me. And some of the, like when when he leans into it, when he accelerates the beginning, it's like the ghost of Navigator. He leans into ghost, he's raspy, and then he's like, they are lost, and he carries it. I'm just like, man, his vocal yeah. range is sick. And it is a cool like, way he's that so he's so good. Sing, he sings those yeah. lyrics too, the way he delivers them. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe it. But do you know the way do I. Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about though? He's yeah. up, like, he's singing. He's singing it, but it's almost like a conversational kind of yeah. way that he delivers it. It's like, I see the ghost of navigators, but they are lost. Yeah. But he's not singing it like, per- I don't know how to describe it. And he's not, he, he, the other thing about this song is this is an awesome, an, an awesome vocal experience. But he's nowhere near stressed. Every time yeah, I listen to this, yeah. I always think of him warming up for the rest of the album because it gets so crazy later on. And like he's this, this is perfect. You know, I see the ghost. He's leaning in. He's a bit raspy. And then you know, we know that Blood Brothers is coming, and you know, Nomad and all that. And like he's just warming up. That's the way I feel. Like I just, I uh, this is my favorite era of Bruce now coming. Right. Yeah. This is where I like old Bruce. You know. Are you sure? Even... The Beast, Power Slave, those are all amazing. But I just find there's just something about this new era of Bruce. It's like he like went to another level. 
I don't know. Yeah, it's a he does he's singing very differently yeah. than he did on like Beast. Maybe it's the way it's mixed or produced or something. I mean, there's no way you can argue. But like, no, he's he's well, it's many I, many years later, and his voice has. I changed. guarantee you, if you were to ask Bruce in his heart of hearts, he was probably a better natural singer when he was young, but he's a better technical gets more out of his voice as he got older. It's just yeah. natural. You learn that stuff. Yeah. And I just think, like, he just knows exactly who he is, whereas he was experimenting in the 90s. Now they come back, they do this reunion thing. It's just, it blows my mind. If you just listen to him through this whole album, it's just yeah. shattering. I love it. And again, it. you forget that this is 20 years ago. It's 20 years ago. I still ago. think of, like, the old Bruce, and this is the new Bruce, but this I'm, is not the new Bruce. This is, this is, not the, this is the midpoint <laughs> Bruce. This is this is the median Bruce. I know, it's weird. It's like, the uh, median. Yeah. I was yeah. actually listening to uh, a Samson album. I have a Samson yeah. item, uh, album on vinyl. I was listening to it this week upstairs. Yeah. And uh, you're listening to that, and you're listening to Bruce, and he sounds so young compared to yeah. this, where his vo- vocals are so, like, deep. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe them. Oh, he man. just has these really... How would you describe his vocals on this? I mean, I know I'm going to get get flagged yeah. for that because there's so many amazing, you know, vocal uh, experiences he get yeah. puts out in the '80s. I'm not dissing that. Oh, I just yeah. find like now he's just so polished and tight. It's like maybe he's not going as as crazy, but I, I think he is. And I think there's so many examples of that in the new albums. But it just, it, I just like this song is like him just warming up. Yeah, and even though it's well, amazing, he sings some of those lines like you know the like where I go, I yeah. do not know. I only yeah. know the place I've been. It sounds yeah. so like effortless the way he's hitting he, the notes. Oh, it's he's just, he's not stressed at all. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like he's just like, I know. Yeah, there's no effort to it. Oh, he man. just he's such a strong voice. It's funny that line. Uh, I have another quote from Bruce Dickinson, and he says, uh, "Because I'm a pilot, I'm interested in navigation." One of the things about fundamentals of navigation is a process called dead reckoning, which is short for deduced reckoning. You only know where you were and you deduce where you think you are until you find out where you really are by a physical landmark or some way of absolutely determining where you are. Until that point in time, you're in the middle of the ocean. Hence the line in the song, where I go, I do not know. I only know the place I've been. That's true. So that's what that line's about. Yeah. It's really crazy when we think about navigation back in the days. They used stars to navigate, but even then, if you had an overcast or something or if you couldn't get a good bearing, but they used star maps, and of course, obviously, they used the sun, and they knew where they were, but you could get off course, like, you could be aiming for Boston, you could end up in Florida. Like, Like, what are those tools called that are, like, is it a sextant? Is that what it's called? I know what you're talking about the star alignment tool, yeah, right? Yeah, and you look yeah. through it and line up. Yeah, you line it up and you use it to use a few of the marks and you can determine yeah. your orientation I have no based idea on the time. How those actually work, but... I don't either. But then again, <laughs> I'm not a sea bearing. You're not a navigator. <laughs> I'm, a yeah, ghost I'm not going to beat myself up. Like, we're here, like, uh, you know what else I suck at? Morse code. Yeah. Guess what? I can program computers. So, you know, like, I didn't do it. enough deep digging on sextants and navigation yeah. for this episode. Yeah, I know. Imagine <laughs> I walking in. the listeners. But uh, yeah, Bruce is. Hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. The guitar playing on this is awesome. Nico's. Mm. This is another part where, like, the drumming. There's so many different, like, rhythms in the song, that, mm. and Nico keeps changing it up. I can't stress enough how, how much better the drumming is on this than the yeah. previous album. Yeah. Like, remember we were listening to Don't, <laughs> the fast part of uh, Don't Look to the Eyes it's of a like, Stranger? It's yeah. like. And then you get stuff like this on this album. Like, listen to the fills in here. Silence! 
Like, that's from Rock and Rio. Yeah. I think the drumming there live is even better than the album. Yeah. And Bruce, again, sounds like effortless delivering those lines. Yeah. It's awesome. It's amazing. Look at, look at Nico's per, uh, perspective on it, too, though, right? He comes in, and, you know, we kind of seem to have this, you know, belief. Um, you know, you've tied it in with a few comments he made, and we know that he was he was key in kind of bringing Bruce back, and he was really on side. But he comes in peace of mind, right? And yep. then he goes, Power Slave, Somewhere in Time, Seven Song, four albums. Yep. Then... He's there for four albums, which are more the or less failings, right? Albums, yeah. Right? The non-Adrian yeah. albums. I wouldn't and say they're failings. Relative they're from compared, his, yeah, oh, I, from his yeah, perspective. from his perspective, I guarantee you. But I mean, I wouldn't say they're failures. We're here in the yeah. rebirth. No, that's we can true. talk that's about true. this yeah. now. You know? I would put those four yeah. non-Adrian albums are probably all towards yeah. the bottom. For We've me. just had an epic debate with our listeners X, over whether X, or not X, Fear or Virtual Eleven is the worst album. So true. you've got two of the four yeah, competing true. for the bottom. Yeah. And, and you know, no prayer. We both, we, we sewered. Yeah. The one takeaway from this podcast has been X Factor is actually a really, really good album. Right. Now, yeah. but that for, so his perspective is eight albums. Right, so yeah. you, you get a different perspective from him. Four, that's right. Yeah, four out of the classics, then four, and they've just been going downhill. And now everyone's back together, and I guarantee you, was like, now this is the the maiden that I joined. Yeah. And so you can I, hear it you know, in his drumming. It's you just can like hear his, it. The enthusiasm's there. Yeah, these little fills he's putting in and stuff. Yeah, there's, like there's nothing as good as this drumming wise yeah. on the whole Virtual Eleven album. Yeah, I don't want to get too technical on the drumming, but there's a bounce <laughs> in his step. <laughs> <laughs> the guitar solos too. Yeah. So halfway through. The solos, mm. the timing changes up totally. So it's Yannick. Um, okay, so you have the okay, you have this new Maiden album yep. with the new Maiden lineup. First song is an Adrian song, and an Adrian solo. Yeah, and this is the second song, and it's a Yannick song. Uh, Yannick showing that he's still a major, major force in the band. Yep, you know what I mean. The first, it's like the first song is an Adrian song, Adrian solo. To me, that's yep. like it's a welcome back. Yeah. Then you have Yannick being like, I'm still in the band. Yeah. I can write it just as a song that's just as good as The Wicker Man. Yeah. And then he delivers like this solo. And, you know, I think this is him kind of putting his foot down saying like, don't forget about me. I'm still awesome. always forget that's Yannick. Yeah. <laughs> I always do. I it's always got the Yannick wildness there, yeah, right? It does, but yeah. I always forget it's Yannick. I always think it's Adrian at the end for some reason. Oh, yeah. Picking. yeah. I don't know why. I just do. Um, but it, you know what? That's amazing yeah, contribution. Cool. And it fits the song perfectly. Yeah. I know The Wicker Man is maybe technically a better solo. Yeah. But this one, the way it works with the song, I think it just fits in there awesome. Oh, it's perfect. It's got this like feeling to it that fits into the theme of the song. I don't know why. It, to me, it seems like it fits this whole like nautical theme like you know what I mean yeah it it uh, I know they're not singing about a storm but this kind of sounds like a storm or something yeah, I don't know it does it does that's the music I would hear if I was in the 1850s <laughs> lost at sea without a point of navigation but uh, the that that's you know rightfully one of his contributions to Maiden that he flagged you yep. know that uh, back in the day oh, yeah. we were talking about him huge huge contribution and then you always you know on this album 
two for two songs with like audience sing-alongs at the end. So the Wicker Man has that like, whoa, yeah. whoa. And then at the end of the song, you have a whoa. Yeah. So like these are the first two songs when they did the tour for the album, right? They did yeah. Rock and Rio. So you get two songs in a row where you get to sing whoa, woes right in a row. <laughs> that, that whoa, whoa vibe. <laughs> yeah. But it's such a cool way to end too. Yeah. Amazing. But again, like you said, it's seven minutes almost. Yeah. This seems like about a three and a half minute song. It does. It flies. Yeah. It seems like a single, like a short little rocker, but. There's a lot to it. I think that just goes to show how interesting the song is with all the parts yeah. and how well-crafted it is. It's just a really well-composed like, song. Yeah, and, and based on the albums that preceded this and how we broke them down, your two tracks in and your two mind-blowing songs, so you've already got your money's worth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Relatively. It's true, it's true. And it's just beginning. Yeah, but it's funny because, yeah, yeah Adrian's back, and that's the big news. Well, Bruce yeah. is back. Yeah. Bruce, but it, guitar-wise... Adrian's back. Yeah. And then I think a lot of times people kind of looked at Yannick as like the replacement guy. Yeah. Even though he'd been there for, you know, four albums. Yeah. But I think people still looked at him as like the guy that replaced Adrian. Yeah. But then here he's putting his foot down and being like, you know, he's showing that he's a vital part of Iron Maiden, even with Adrian back. Definitely. Which I think is kind of cool to put the song second. Yeah. It's a good momentum from the Wicker Man into this. Yeah. And it's kind of doing that thing that Maiden started doing with, like, the two rockers at the beginning of the album. Yeah. But this one happens to also be an epic. Yeah. But it's just kind of cool that they did one. Like, Adrian's song, like, Welcome Back, Adrian, then yeah. the Yannick. Right into Yannick. I don't think he, you know. We'll I don't know if they intended we'll have, that, but. No, well, we'll have to reflect back on this at the end, but I don't think you could move any tracks on this album. I really like how it's mixed. It's how it's placed. You know, it's just perfect together. So at this stage, you're heading into the title track. You've yeah. gotten two of these. I mean, for me, Ghost of Navigators might be my favorite track. It's up there for me, too. And for me, it's... Yeah. it's it's. I think I like Wicker yeah. Man more, but I think I listen to Wicker Man a lot more, so maybe this one, it's, to it, me, is a bit better just because totally it's not as played though. as much. You know what they're I mean? totally different for me, right? Like, yeah. One's like a quick intro. The other one is more of an epic. But they both seem rock. like quick rockers. But they're both fast, yeah. To me, for some to, reason. Definitely. I always put this more of as, a, as an epic, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know why. It, well, it's it twice as long as the, yeah. you know, the Wicker Man. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just... It is. So, I mean, I wouldn't compare them directly. I Like, you know how much I gushed over the Wicker Man. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's always been well, in the Well, we did an hour tops. on the Wicker Man. We did. Was, uh, we did. Uh, I got one last quote from Bruce yeah. on the song. He says, this idea that the guy is on a journey, he's going to make it no matter what, even though he doesn't know exactly where he's supposed to be going, but he knows the course he's got to steer He's not going to be diverted by anything, not by storms, not by the sirens on the rocks saying, come on over here, not by ghosts of all the other navigators who haunt them in the dark nights. Mm. So there is a storm here, apparently. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So they opened the concert when they toured this album with The Wicker Man and yeah. then this, and they do a one, two, three punch, and punch number three is the next track. Yes. Which is kind of cool that they, you know... Bruce always says he wanted to come back as long as it wasn't a nostalgia act. Yeah. He's like, we're just going to start playing the whole album. Yeah. You know, a matter of life and death. Yes. They came out and did the whole album. Yep. This so, would have been a better one to do, but go on. Yeah. yeah. How many songs in on that, the first show of that yeah. tour? Although I know Bruce said something about they're going to play. He said, came out and said that they're going to play the whole album. Wow. 
But I wonder if anyone at the Rock and Rio, not Rock and Rio, if there's anyone on the Brave New World tour yeah. at the first night, I wonder if they're thinking, are they playing the whole album? Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't know. know. I don't know. I'd like yeah. to hear from anyone that was at. Well, the, they had never the done it to that stage with the amount yeah. of life deaths was far later, yeah. you know. And we, you know, you told that story about. But if Maiden came out with a new album yeah. and me and you went yeah. to the show and the first yeah. four songs were the first four songs on the album. I'd be pumped. Or were from the first album. Yeah. I would just be like, I think yeah. we're getting the full album. Well, we always know the set list when we go. Yeah, but you wouldn't if you went it to the first, the first night. It was the first night. Well, that's the whole thing with the talent show. Yeah. For Legacy of the Beast, remember? That's right. We had no idea. We had no idea. Until our correspondent. Yeah, where was that? Estonia, us. right? Yeah. Yeah. And they were texting us as each song yeah. came out. Our correspondents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what kind of benefits do I get being a talking to me in correspondent? Oh, we'll mail you a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Next track, the yeah. title track. I am Blaze Bailey. You're listening to Talking Maiden, the podcast of the beast, possibly the best podcast in the world. Brave New World. Brave New World. Yes. So Dave Murray, Steve Harris, and Bruce Dickinson. Yeah. So Dave, Steve... And Bruce, credits. This is a pretty awesome song, too. It's another <laughs> awesome song. This is one, though, I do have a few nickels with. Very different. Yeah. And really changing gears, like, after yeah. those first two. It is. So It's more somber. Before we get into the actual song, mm. people always say Brave New World based on, like, the book Brave New World. Yeah. Um, It's sort of. I've got another quote from Bruce here. He says, Brave New World is my fault. The album title really... I mentioned it as a possible title, and everyone seemed to like it. Within about a month of rejoining the band, then I thought I better write the song "Brave New World," so I better reread the book. I was very impressed, and this song is my take on the book, or my take on one of the characters from the book, Savage. So, have you oh, read the "Brave New World" book? Of course not. No, I've read it. You've read it <laughs> in of preparation you did. for this. Oh, good, good, good. Um, John Savage is one of the like main characters in the book. Yeah, it's set in the dystopian future. In the year 600 years post-Ford. So everything's set up based on, like, Henry Ford. Okay. Uh, it's, like, it's not, like, dark, like, 1984 is dark. Yeah. Like, that's super dark. This is, uh, but everything's, like, micromanaged by the state. Yeah. And, like, there's eugenics and, like, conditioning and everyone's, like, yeah, you know, everything's basically micromanaged by the government. Okay. Uh, but this guy, John Savage, grows up in a reservation, which is, like, completely separate from the futuristic world where people like breed naturally, which is like yeah, done away with in this future. <laughs> so he leaves this reservation. <laughs> Finally, the adult. communists got in and, and, and got rid of sex. <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> then he enters like modern day London, yeah. which is like the brave new world. So it's like a fish out of water story. Yeah. And that's, I think, where this line of bring the savage back home ties oh, into. Okay. Um, I guess that's what he's writing about, sort of, but... I'm not going to tell you what I thought it was about. <laughs> I think this is one of those songs where it's like, we have the title. I don't know. You know when they, they pick, like, a title, and they kind of has the same theme, maybe a little bit as, like, the yeah. book, but it doesn't follow it exactly? I think they're just yeah. kind of doing that. I don't think it's really about Brave New World. If you read the book and listen to the lyrics to this. Yeah. I think they're inspired by it. But it's not, like, based on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's interesting. That's good. Because I actually thought, like, this track, Brave New World, was talking about, you know, the new world itself and 
and all that stuff, you know. I like, think it is too. Yeah. yeah. But there is a bit of tie-in to the book, like you know, the wilderness house of pain makes no sense of it all. Close his mind, dull his brain, Messiah before the fall. Yeah. I don't know if like this whole close this mind, dull this brain has something to do with like there's a drug they give everyone soma in the novel to kind of like pacify everyone. Yeah. And then there's a you are planned, you are damned in this brave new world. And that kind of ties into the novel too, but I think it's loosely inspired by the novel. Mm. Um, So this is a Dave Murray writing credit, the first writing credit. Yes. What do we always say about the Dave Murray written songs? They start off with like a cool yep. kind of guitar intro. But this one's not the usual like bluesy guitar intro that you get from Dave Murray. Um, but it's very moody. And it really sets up the melody for the lyrics to come in again. pretty cool eh? Mm. uh lots of cool like picking in there and adrian adds a bunch of really cool chords in there uh i have a clip of the guitarist from rock and rio um you can hear adrian the guitar parts he plays underneath that picking part it really i don't know it adds a lot some really cool chords in there yeah and there's a couple of cool little like picking parts in there too yeah but this again is a guitar melody that like hints at a vocal melody that's to come yeah which is kind of a cool songwriting thing yeah yeah i love when they do that it mirrors the song nicely yeah it just ties everything together really cool the part about the dying swans yeah do you know that lyric yeah Okay, so I'll just Why, play. The, where is that coming from? Um, I've got a quote from Bruce about that, and he says, "I remember reading about the extinction of these beautiful cranes in Japan, where the cranes like a national symbol, and nobody cared. And they asked, do you care about all these cranes dying because of pollution?' And they went, "Well, we have pictures of them in the museums. We don't care whether they really exist, as long as the pictures of them exist in some way." <sighs> so this is the the lyric, in case anyone's wondering. Dying swans. Twisted wings Beauty not needed here You see, that harkens for me to like, you know, the, uh, what is it, the HMS Beagle? You know, the, the black swan discovery? I don't. Right? It was uh, Darwin when he, when he first went to the Galapagos. Okay. On the way, he drove down around Argentina. 
drove down around. He just he just put on his GPS. <laughs> now he uh, he drifted. No, yeah. they went down. Uh, sailed, you know, sailed <laughs> okay. uh, down. You know, past Argentina and then up around. And apparently, it's some. I think it was on that journey where they they found a black swan. And it's always used as an example of um, you don't know something exists until you see it. Okay. Right. There was an amazing book written about the banking crisis called Black Swan, but. My point was, as soon as I heard Swan and Brave New World, these are just things that tie together in my mind to think, like, this is about exploring the new world. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, what books were they reading at the time? Cause it's I'm a not, cool... I'm yeah. not you, Nesbitt. <laughs> I'm not you. It's a cool uh, image, though, when you think of dying swans with twisted yeah. necks. Like, it's something very beautiful that's, like, yeah. grotesque. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I've uh, got another quote from Bruce, and he says, I don't recall there being any dying swans in Brave New World, the book. But I wanted an image that represented the tragedy and sadness of what Brave New World had done. Dying swans, twisted wings, you know, the agony, the death. Oh. So I think he was just like looking for some kind of uh, image. Yeah, so from my perspective, that doesn't really make me resonate with yeah. <laughs> the swans, but <laughs> yeah. fair enough. But I mean, it's a very, uh, it's the first line of the song, and yeah. it's very, it's a very quiet yeah. part in the song, and you can really hear the lyrics, and they're very like prominent. And after then... I mean, you can kind of lose track of what the lyrics are saying. But yeah. that one lyric really stands out at the beginning. Of the and it, it's a very dark opening sequence. Yeah. Which is, you know, now I, I guess I, I'm i not going to read this book, but, you know, i got to go get the Coles notes. But I always pictured it, you know, finding the new world was always so scary and dark. But there was it was just teeming of life, right? Be it Australia and the Galapagos or uh, the Americas. So that's why I always find this so confusing. From a medical <laughs> perspective, I guess I need to read that book. Which you know, but if again, you're gonna, if you're going to release a metal album and someone has to read a book, then Maiden's not the band for you. <laughs> Maiden is not the band for me at this level. Um, forget about this whole Brave New World. Inside, book inside, inside poll for our listeners: How many of you read the book? Oh God! I bet you. We're going to get about fourteen people looking at me like, uh, well, actually, the the author's inspired work, which led to the book. <laughs> One thing about the song: mm. it's another example of. Nico, like, I don't know, his drumming on this song is really cool. <laughs> Nico caring. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The verse kicks in. There's less intense drumming again, like Nico hitting it really hard. Yeah. And there's a really cool timing. It's in, how do I explain it? It's in threes. Mm. And like every, it syncs up every four bars. It like syncs up. I think it's, I don't know if it's three, four timing. I'm not like a. Yeah, much of a musician guy, but if you count like one, two, three, one, two, three, you know what I mean. Yeah, um, it's just very cool, and it gives the song a very cool feel. Yeah, I'm not sure how the timing of that. Yeah. What I'm not sure how to describe that because I'm not a, a drummer or a, I can't read music. Interesting. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like every five bars, maybe it, mm. it's, it's going like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, yeah. three, one, two, three, one. It sounded to me you like it just mean? doubled his timing. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's. But it's uh, a very cool drumming. Yeah. So I don't know. It's very more it's interesting, and that's kind of what we've been looking for from mm. Nico yeah. after the last album. That's pretty yeah. cool. And then again, the chorus kicks in and the. 
drums change up again. Yeah. Every song so far has these totally different drum rhythms under the chorus, which is kind of cool. Like, uh, I don't know. It's it just, uh, these songs are very, like, I feel like they, there's more effort put into these songs. Yeah, there's a lot you of time I mean? changing. Like, these ones there's are crafted. Yeah. Where the ones on Virtual Eleven seem like they were just kind of, the album before this, seemed like they were just kind of ideas for songs that they jammed well, out and got a version of and threw out. Yeah, well, I never, I never really thought about it this way, but now that you put it, when we were when we were breaking down, especially the back end, Virtual Eleven, there were so many that were just like just sewed together and didn't make sense. Yeah, and there was multiple tracks we said we could have split apart completely. Um, these just flow into each other, but they are complex. The timing is constantly changing. The pace, everything is just like the, the vocals are so extreme. But it's stuff just like so awesome. The thing about these songs, though, they're complex, and it is kind of that mm. prog rocky type of like yeah song structures and stuff. But they're so well crafted that doesn't yeah, the, it yeah. doesn't occur to you unless you really think about it. They That's just right. sound like awesome songs. Yeah, you know what I mean. Although this song is the one where I find it does get a bit repetitive. Yeah, yeah. they do. This is and really, not only the way the first that, hint yeah. of the repeating the chorus too many times. And I'll just give you my yeah. quick take on this because okay. this is my only small little thing. But yeah. like, um, it's you the know chorus, what he's, is it? Yeah. yeah, in the lead up when he says "Wilderness House of Pain," makes no sense of it all. Like he's just like hammering this, right? Yeah. Like it's so awesome. But then it goes on, and then it's like da 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 in a brave new. It just slows right down, and it's just so melodic. Yeah, which is okay, but it's just it, he's so well fed, and it's still so early in the album for me that I don't know. I just kind of. Sometimes I hear this. And I, this is a track that sometimes I'm not that excited about. Yeah, I'm not knocking it. I just think it's a very uh, there's anthemic, a few spots anthemic yeah. course. Okay, but I think they do these cool things underneath it to keep it interesting. There's a cool little yeah. palm muted guitar run after Bruce says "Brave New World." Um, well, here's yeah. I'll play a clip of yeah. the. Of yeah. the uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play a clip of the chorus, but there's yeah. a really cool guitar part in there. I love it. There's a lot going on. It's just, yeah, and there's some yeah. cool little chord things in there. And I don't know, yeah. I think there's enough little guitar flourishes in there to keep it interesting. Yeah. But I do know what you mean. They do kind of, it's just saying Brave New World yeah. over and over again. Yeah. It, it, it's Which a, is kind of something from this era of Maiden that kind of is a big thing with the next yeah. 20 years of Maiden after this point. Yeah. They do a lot of that. And it's it's a bit flat and it's a part but I also don't I'm not trying to make this a big criticism. This is minor. Yeah. Because also they've come back. We had like, you know, Wickerman and Ghost Navigator, you're pumped up, still super early in the album, third track, start strong, and then it's Brave New World. It's like an introduction theme. It's yeah, all, like it's only like, three. Let's take it's a like, breath for a second. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, the the, you know, the show's a start, and then they get into it, and then there's the credits, and then there's the rest of the show. Yeah, it's yeah. like kind of like with a brave new world. and then it, That's the way I always view it. It's yeah. always just like, you know, yeah, you're in the album. All right, it's now. It's definitely a huge sing-along chorus. Yeah. Like live, you know, the, the audience can just like belt this one out. And it's yeah. super catchy. It's really hooky. Bruce does sing them differently, though, because he goes up and up. You know, he says, a brave new world, a brave new world. Mm. And he goes, in a brave new world, and he sings it differently. Yeah. I think he changes it up enough to keep it from getting like too repetitive. 
Yeah. But I can see where that, you know, where people would find it to be repetitive. Yeah. I have another clip of Adrian playing the song live, Adrian's guitar. Um, there's a bunch of cool little Adrian riffs mm. under laying underneath there. And uh, I just love pulling these out because it just makes you appreciate how cool Adrian is now that he's back in the band. Yeah. that he does and Bruce is giving cool. it there oh yeah yeah live these songs really yeah. I think a lot of these songs even like the album versions are great but mm. they're even better live yeah which is pretty cool yeah I'd say there's a lot of people this is their favorite album yeah there's a lot of people I think that got right back into the band on yeah. this album you know what I mean yeah. the save like made. the comeback and then yeah. for that reason you always well. There's a interview with Steve Harris, like yeah. maybe like two or three weeks ago, and they asked him what he thinks is like the definitive Maiden album, mm. and he basically answers and he's like, "Well, go get the greatest hits," but then he said like about it's impossible to pick an album, and he's like, "Most people's favorite album is the album that they were gutting that got them into the band." Yeah, which is kind of true. Which is true. But I also think if you got in on Power Slave and dropped out somewhere along the way. Mm. Maybe this is like you getting back into the band. It's like a s- discovering the band for a second time. Yeah. And I think because of that reason, a lot of people love this album. Mm. You know what I mean? I think it saved them. I think, oh, yeah. you know, as much as we love Dance of Death, yeah. I just don't see Maiden being here if they came back with Dance of Death. I don't know. It's just the yeah, theme. Yeah, I never thought about so that perfect. before. If they, this album was vital. Yeah. You know? Well, everything, the name. Yeah. The f- whole feel of it. It's it the really back. feels like a cohesive album, too, yeah. which is a big deal to me. Yeah. It doesn't just seem like a bunch of songs thrown together. Yeah. Yeah, the title track, though. This is a great title track. Oh, we didn't even talk about the guitar solos. Get into the solos. <laughs> so, Brave New World guitar solos. Yeah. It's Yannick, the yeah. first half, and then Yannick plays his part, and then the solo like really takes a turn when yeah. Dave Murray comes in. Yeah. Um, again, the solos on this album are awesome up to this point, and this is like not an exception. the Yannick solo mm. and then Dave comes in with his solo and it just totally changes the mood like that was pretty cool yeah but then this comes in and just like drives home how awesome the solo is yeah 
that's textbook. That's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. That's textbook Dave. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can just picture him leaning back, smiling yeah. away. Except those, like, <laughs> those legato runs that he does yeah. that are, like, so fluid. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's te- it is textbook Dave Murray solo. It is. pretty cool. It is awesome. And then from that, it goes into this harmonized guitar part. So in Maiden, you always have the two guitar harmonies. Mm. But now with three guitar players, you get a full three-part guitar harmony. Yeah. And this is the first place where you can really hear the three guitars playing in harmony. So they come out of that harmony part, which I love. Yeah. Into another chorus, more dying swans, and it's done. <laughs> yeah, more dying swans. Yeah. But uh, this is a maiden, a true maiden anthem, I think, yeah. for singing along. I think they always have, when they write songs like this, I think they're mm. really picturing how it's going to go over live. Yeah. Like the, if you listen to them play these songs live, the audience even like sings along to all of these like instrumental parts. pretty cool That's i can't amazing. imagine being at rock and rio and hearing oh, wow. like the audience it'd be deafening it'd be cool yeah it would be something else yeah um number three on the set list live so first three songs on the album first three songs on the set list yeah. in order and yeah bruce in every if you look at like around the year 2099 when maiden was getting back together with bruce he always mentions how they're not an, a nostalgia act that yeah. he brings that up all the time i think they're really making a statement saying like we're a, a band that's relevant with new music. Here's three songs in a row. We're not a greatest hits band. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So absolutely. early on, they're just like hammering home these new songs. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I suppose there was a fair bit of nostalgia acts around at the time, right? Yeah. But yeah. Uh, this one and Wicker Man are the only ones they kept around for the next tour, the Gimme Ed Till I'm Dead tour in mm. 2003. And the tour after that, Dance of Death tour. Uh, this was the only song that they kept on the set list from mm. these batch of songs. But uh, yeah, this album, Wicker Man, Ghost of Nav- Navigator, Brave New World. Yeah, it's quite stark. You're just hitting like yeah. a three for three. Of not, a, not nostalgia at all, no. But yeah, it, yeah. It, is, it is bang on, you know, where they left off at their peak in some ways. It harkens yeah. back and their sound is evolving. But the next track, which we'll right. get into in the next episode, right. Blood Brothers. We might have uh, had a few uh, had a few moments during <laughs> oh, Blood yeah, Brothers. Yeah, yeah, Blood Brothers. Yeah. Quick question: Did you ever uh, see Maiden live and listen to Blood Brothers with Terry? <laughs> no. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> I love that song, man. It's, it's awesome. It song. is a classic. Yeah. You know, you know how some bands have those 
songs that um, you know just speak to their you know right to their fans. I just oh, yeah, feel like Blood Brothers like, yeah. is exactly that. Oh, yeah, it's totally. just like you know Troopers the anthem, and there's so many songs we could we could name. But just like Blood Brothers, like everyone's looking around, like yeah, yeah, you're yeah. a Maiden fan. We're all shirted <laughs> up, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's just that it's that yeah. it's that theme. So I can't wait to do that one next. Oh yeah, yeah. So we got through a good few tracks this time. We got through a pair. Oh, we only got through two tracks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll be done this in eleven episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll, it'll yeah. go a bit quicker. I thought we were gonna get through a bunch maybe. more of these. But yeah, so many so. clips. It's good though. Yeah, it's just, I don't mm. know. It's fun to talk about these songs. This is such yeah, a I love great it. album, and there's it. so much going on with Maiden in the lead up to this that. I don't know. Yeah. I love talking with this. Man, it's just, it, it, like the whole album just, it's just so good. Yeah. You know? And it's just, uh, as I, as, as we've been covering and, and listening, you know, I'm, I'm dropping tracks to focus on other traps. It's just all good. Yeah. You know, there's, there's few nitpicks here and there, like, oh, it's a bit repetitive. And I wonder if that's even a thing or it's just that I've just been listening to this nonstop for two months. We've had a few people you know? email in to complaining about the production on this album. Really? I have, like, no problem with it at all. Oh, well, I haven't noticed it. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but people are any, always any, like any specific yeah. aspects. Oh, they just say they don't yeah. like the Kevin Shirley production and blah blah blah. But I'm like, I think it sounds fine. Fair enough. I, I mean, well, know. considering what was right before it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, we talked about how bad the production was in that rush. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I mean, maybe you know you yeah. go right back and I don't know. Yeah, maybe but I mean, just, I think yeah. it's a great sounding album. It's uh, I don't know. We'll get when we finish all the tracks yeah. on this album, we'll get into the, the queue up. Yeah. But, we got uh, cover. So far, today. we are three tracks in. Three and, tracks in. I don't think there's any, like, I don't have really any criticisms. None. Maybe that Brave New World's up maybe a little bit, a little bit repetitive in the chorus, but I don't have a problem with it. No. I think there's enough going on underneath it mm. to make it interesting. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm okay with it. I was just trying to say yeah. it's not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty close. <laughs> so we only got through two yeah. tracks. Okay. Anyway, All right. this beer We're... was awesome, the half Nelson. Yeah, that was deadly. That's we got a picture cool. of it. Hopefully we put it out. Yeah, if we remember, to remember we put to put it, it out because <laughs> it's just such a metal, it's such a metal can, right? With yeah. the, there's literally a skull, and the bottom he has like a purple mustache, and then he has a beard, but the beard is like an upside down hops. It's really yeah, cool. it's pretty cool. Anyway, um, we got quite a few more to go on yeah. this album, so if you have any feedback, Facebook, email, website, however you guess, yeah. normally get it in there. Yeah, talk and we'll bring it up when we talk. do the wrap up at the end of this when we finish the last track. Yeah, which I'm super excited to get to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Of course. All right. Uh, at, leave us an iTunes review. We're doing pretty it's good. Interesting. There, I think. seeing those coming in. Yeah. Uh, Twitter. Twitter. Facebook. Do, do a search for Talking Maiden and you'll find us. Yeah, you'll find us. If you can't find us, yeah. too bad. <laughs> you, you're a loss. <laughs> All right. That bear was awesome. Great yeah, work, Nesbitt. Love the clips. Until next time, up the irons and down the hops.